Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Sharessa Sawyer. Sharessa Sawyer is the founder and CEO of Charge Up Campaign, an Atlanta-based 501c3 that celebrates cancer survivors, caregivers, support organizations, and oncology medical professionals. The organization was created as a testament to Sharessa and her experience of being a caregiver for her mother, a breast cancer survivor. Sharessa says through this experience, she realized the importance of celebrating the survivor and not the patient in order to provide a more positive prognosis. Charge Up Campaign has ongoing programs and initiatives such as Charge Up Care, Charge Up Self-Care Kit, Survivors Conference, and the Pink Champagne Gala. So I present to you all, Sharessa. Good morning, Sharessa. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I am doing well. How are you? I am great. I can't complain. You know, it's just great to be able to wake up this morning because somebody didn't. Exactly. Exactly. We definitely should be grateful because this world, we just never know, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Count your blessings every single day. Amen. So let's get into this interview. So, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. Sharessa, what is your definition of purpose? Well, so my definition of purpose is is simply living your best life, living your life and understanding your understanding the, the meaning of, of caring and of giving. So for mm-hmm. me, that's what purpose is. Your purpose is, is something for not just yourself, but for others. I'm a big, I'm big on community. I'm big on just celebrating and sort supporting other people. Cause I think when you think outside of yourself, that's when, you know, you begin to understand the importance of, of love and um, who you really are. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I love how you said, you know, it's not just for you. It's for others. It's, it's mm-hmm. what did God put you on earth to do? But mm-hmm. it's so, it is self-satisfaction. It is self-satisfaction because you're doing what you, you know, you're passionate about that mm-hmm. you, you know, you love to do. But mm-hmm. the results are not for yourself. They are for other people. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I love it. I love That's it when sure. you put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I've, I've asked that question on uh, every episode. And I think it's like <laughs> the first time somebody um, put it in that format. Um, right. <laughs> you know, it's it's not for us, y'all. It's not for us. It's, it's for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're included, of course. Yes. But, you know, when we stand on this good earth, I, I feel like we all have a a position in life that is not just for us. I mean, there's a reason why we're not the only one here. It's because right. we support, we're connected to one another. So our purpose mm-hmm. extends past oneself. Yes. And every single day I'm, I'm fine. I'm doing something that involves my purpose. Yesterday exactly. I, I stepped out and I put up, I always, you know, I had an idea for something. So I was like, you know what, let me just put it on Facebook and see what kind of mm-hmm. feedback I get. And mm-hmm. my, my, my people always surprise me every single time. So I put it up and I really wasn't expecting these results. And I was like, it kind of like threw me like, I was just like mind blown. And from that one post, I had got over 200 comments 
And then it was shared 20 times. And it was so many people in my inbox, like, privately telling me things. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I really wasn't even prepared for this. But was I really prepared for this? Like, God told me to go on here and type this up. And Mm -hmm. um, I want you to be ready for what's really about to come your way. Yeah, so the question is, why do we get surprised Right. when we know it's for us? Mm, 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 mm. It's already designated for us, so why yep. do we get so mm-hmm. surprised? You know, so yep. you know, we just we got to smile and be like, thank, Lord, I thank you. Yeah, yeah again, mm-hmm. you know. Yep, yep. Oh my goodness. So if you could use one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Ah, that's a hard one. Okay, one word. <laughs> uh, so one word to describe myself and what would it be? I would say that one word would be texture. That's different, right? Mm -hmm. I would say texture. And the reason why I say that is because I believe I am a person that's that's made up of so many different things. I love Mm -hmm. so many different things. I'm I'm just a mixture of, of so much that God has given me. He has allowed me to do so many, to, to be a part of so many different lives. And right. he has instilled so many different things in me that I'm not just this one single medium, this one single thing. I'm a mixture of so much more. And, you know, I never really thought about that. I never really thought how, you know, how, how God has definitely created me to be more than just someone that um, has this organization called Charge Up Campaign, you know, right. or just this just this daughter or just this, this sister, he created me to use, I believe, he created me to use all of the gifts that he's He's given me and that he's taught me along the way and turn those things into masterpieces that are, you know, again, not just for me, but for the community at large. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just, I'm just, it's, I, have a, I have a lot of pieces to the pie and people mm-hmm. have yet to see what I have in store because I have yet to see and understand all the things that I have oh in store God. for myself. Right. You know, I have yet, just like what you said when you posted that and other people saw, you know, sometimes if we just step out there and I'm learning this every single day, we step out there, we learn that, gosh, I could do that too. I could, exactly. I didn't know. I didn't know I was made up of all of that. So I will use that word texture because I'm not just this one single slate. There's so much more for me today and, and more to come. Yes, I love it. Yes, texture. <laughs> yeah, texture. Oh my goodness, I will. I know I, I'm a good one for words, but I know I probably wouldn't even thought about using that word. <laughs> <laughs> I know I probably would have never used that word, but that's a good one. Like you said, you made up of um a mixture of things. You know, mm-hmm. um, some spots might solid, some may be liquidy. I don't know. Exactly. Some might be crunchy. Some might be yeah. Dry. And I'm a Pisces, so, yes. you know, I'm a little emotional yeah. sometimes, too, so. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I'm that one of them. So oh, my goodness. That's funny. So, did you have a role model or mentor growing up? And if so, who was it, and did it change over the years? Yeah, so it definitely changed over the years. However, a couple people stayed the same. Now, my my mentor, of course, outside of my mom, um, my mm-hmm. mom and I, interestingly, like we had a a very interesting relationship because we were we were friends. She was, now she was definitely my mom, but we were also friends. But we also had bumpy had a bumpy relationship at the same time. But I always mm-hmm. looked up to her as one of the strongest women ever that 
I, I just wanted that strength. And for me, in regards to mentor, she didn't say a lot, but I learned a lot just on mm-hmm. how she walked. And I, I and how she how just how she dealt with life challenges. So as I'm I'm older now and I deal with life challenges, sometimes in my head I go back and say, as a as a nine, ten year old, what what what, mm-hmm. what did my mom do? You know, how did she handle that? And that's kinda like mentorship for me, like just her her walk and how she dealt with those challenges. She was a single mom, it's three of us and with three children. I was the oldest, so I was a lot of times placed in a position where she had to work or she had to get her rest or whatever. So I had to take care of the kids. I used to be so irritated by that. <laughs> and I didn't understand that what she was doing was simply being a strong woman until like one day, one day, one day I had my, my little sisters and, you know, I was like, I'm so tired. I gotta do this. And, you know, as a kid, I gotta do this. You know, why she can't do it? And my mom right. was like, listen, do you get everything? Not just everything that you need, but you get everything that you want. And on top of that, you know, she she told me in real words, she worked her butt off, but not the butt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these are things that you have to understand when you get older, that when challenges come, you have to keep fighting. And mm. I noticed even when she was diagnosed with breast cancer, like, I remember the day like it was yesterday, and I just watched her move. And that was probably the, one of the first times I seen my mom vulnerable. But she wow. was vulnerable, but still strong. You know, like she, yeah. she had a way of, of that balance. And so for me, just not even just her words, but just her actions was like a key for how I handle a lot of situations today. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think my other mentor, my godfather, and my dad wasn't in my life, but okay. my go- my godfather jumped in. <laughs> he just jumped he jumped in and he became my guy for that fifth grade. So it wasn't like it was something, you know, he just jumped in my life and I'm like, listen, you know, it just started teaching me things and now today I can call him at this late age <laughs> and and get some and get some support and you know when it when when dealing with me and of course and just with dealing with again life situations but from a different perspective you know from a male's perspective and I just love that 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 I was able to have my mom and my godfather a part of this journey that I'm on because yes. as I'm getting older. Like we said, we deal with various challenges and physical challenges, personal challenges, you know, community challenges, whatever challenges that we are, we're dealing with those things. Even my career, things things not going the way that you think they're supposed to go, but you realize later they're going the way exactly how it's supposed to go. Absolutely. You know, those two individuals kind of, when they, when I call them to quote unquote complain, they're not listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, they still don't listen to that because they understand that and they tell me, like, I'm going to let you talk. However, <laughs> we're going to this fight and we're going to keep this this train moving, like, period, you know. Right. So those two individuals probably were my um, strongest mentors. And, of course, as you get older, you start, you know, meeting new people and when you go to college and all that and you start um, connecting with others who play a, a major role in your right. um, in your life. So, yeah. Yes. They said, listen here, don't you call me with your, um, with your mess, because I'm going to give you the same answer. It's just that part. Um, get it together, okay? <laughs> All of that, that part, you know, you know, because cause you've grown, you know, you've grown. This, this right. is what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just mm-hmm. gotta, you saw me fight through, you just got to keep fighting. That's just, that's, these are just stories right. you tell your children, you know. Absolutely. Keep it moving. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so when you were thinking about starting this whole charge up campaign, mm-hmm. what inspired you to um of course create it but then mm-hmm. also put in initiatives that will follow up with it? Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? It's, it's crazy because before I moved to Atlanta, so I'm from North Carolina. Okay. We're in a country place, Pamlico County. Let me say it, just put it on the map a little bit. So <laughs> it was very small. And I used to do this thing called Pink Champagne Ball. And I did it to support the community, but also celebrate my mom. My mom is a breast cancer survivor. And I was actually in um, graduate school when I got the phone call at around 7, 11 that night. I'll never forget that night. Had on a black shirt. It's like, you know, certain things in your life you just remember every single detail. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So I got the call and she told me, you know, what they said. And, you know, she it was, it was in May. And right. um, so she told me everything. And then, you know, I, I just didn't understand, but I, I just shot the phone and I just, Help. You know how you hear something, but you, it's kind of, you know, like with the Kobe Bryant situation, we all saw it, right. but then we didn't want to believe it, right? So right. it was that mm-hmm. it was that out-of-body type of situation where I hear what you're saying, I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm not, it's not real type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So she called me back because I think she realized that I wasn't hearing her, you know, and so I just went into a caregiver mode. Like, okay, I got to mm-hmm. do this. I was in graduate school with a social worker, and I was already doing some social work. So I'm, like, looking up stuff immediately, like, going right. into this, Tans- uh, what is it, um, Tasmanian devil. I'm going into this mode, like, okay, I got to do this, do this, do this, this, all this. Mm-hmm. And my, my sorority sisters were at my house at that time, and they're just, you know, they're just, you know, so I'm just going in action. And then as as the time go by and we go through the full process of her, you know, with, with cancer and the chemo and all that, I'm in graduate school, I'm driving back and forth from mm-hmm. Chapel Hill back home because I want to be there. I'm scared. I'm I'm, I'm having anxiety. I mean, it was a lot happening um, to me, challenges. So what I realized as I as time went on, it was that I was paying so much attention to the cancer and not mm-hmm. attention to my mom. The cancer got all the glory. The cancer got everything because I was in a position where I wanted to make sure she was eating, make sure she had this, make sure she had that. I was in in that mode. Let's get this cancer out of here. But in the midst of the process, my mama was still there. She's still my mama. Like, you know, she's still her. So when, when developing an organization, I thought about the transition when I finally, you know, when it finally connect, like, wow. I'm sitting here feeding this cancer and not feeding my mama, seriously. Mm. So when I when I realized that and I sent my mom to Florida, I sent her to Florida once everything was okay. And my cousin um, lives down in Florida. She treated her like Auntie Barbara, you know, like no, no, she just treated her like that. So she was right. down there doing her thing, whatever she wanted to do. My mom went there with the blue scarf on her head and all of that. She came back in a yellow shirt and curls popping. She was in a different place. I'm for real. She came back in a different mental space, okay? Mm. She came back charged up, okay? Because mm-hmm. she she got away from not just me, but even my sisters, whoever, just kind of making sure that she's okay. Mama, mama, let's, let's make sure you do this. Let's take you to the doctor. You know, all that stuff. She kind of got away right. from that. She got in a different environment where she was just simply... My cousin, my cousin, like, oh, mama, Barbara says she want to um, wash my rugs. I'm calling my shit, wash the rugs. What? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so she, treated, she let her do stuff. 
that she wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was mm-hmm. still her. So when she came back, she came back charged up. So when I was driving to Columbus one day, I was like, you know, I want to do something. I want somebody to, I want other people to smile like my mom did. I want them to be, I want them to be charged up. That's what she was. Right. Like, charged up. And that was with me driving. And I said, okay, I'm going to start this. I'm just going to do it. And, and that's what I did. I started Charge Up Campaign, an organization that simply um, celebrates the life of those who are going through cancer um, in that mm-hmm. state of what they consider, well, what people say survivorship. But we know after right. you go through cancer, you survive, all, but you still go through stuff. You know, those caregivers like myself that I dealt with a lot of anxiety. I couldn't sleep at night. I remember laying down on the floor, putting my head under the bed, trying to see if that'll work with me wow. going to sleep to see if it could be darker. You know, what what can I do crying in the middle of the night? My ex, well, now ex, whatever, coming to the house like 3 o'clock in the morning because I can't sleep. I'm just pacing around, just, just nervous, mm-hmm. you know. Every time you get a phone call from your mama, you hear like, in your mind, you start thinking, it's not, it's something that it's not, you know, you start right, creating, right. creating mm-hmm. stories, you create stories, you know, and um, I, I decided that with this organization, I, I not only wanted to help and support those who are actually, you know, physically dealing with that C word, but that I will also support those who are silently dealing with the C word, which is those caregivers. And then yeah. those healthcare professionals as well. The healthcare professionals, mm-hmm. people forget they're in they're they're in there. They're dealing with it every day. They do get some of them do get connected and close to the patients. And even even without that, they still have to deal with their own stuff. So it's a lot of stress on everybody's bodies. And I wanted an organization that will celebrate the life beyond or within the test, period. And that will be charge up campaign. I saw what my mom went through. I felt what I went through. I watched her doctors. And it's just an interesting um, journey that we go on no matter what cancer it is. And that's why I started it. And all of the programs there for after charge up cares we have, that simply exactly what it is. Like people call us and they need support and we do what we can. We you know, you need diapers. People don't think about those types of things. People need diapers. Yeah. People need school supplies. You know, people need, you know, um, we had a young lady who brought in nine people from the Bahamas of her oh, family wow. after the hurricane. And uh-huh. she needed additional support. So we get in food, you know, for house, you know, things like that. Laundry, transportation, wow. back and forth. Right now, I'm in a process of trying to advocate and get some of these, some of these medical facilities to waive these parking fees. They have to be there. It sits, it sits at eight dollars yes. an hour. Yes. yes. So not only are they paying for gas to get to there, they got to pay for parking. And there's, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, Charge Up Cares is a program that is set to help those individuals with the, with those things. And, we're, you know, we're looking to ra- we're raising funds right now so that we can also provide the prosthetic bras because they can be expensive. You know, they're yeah. Fifty, seventy-five dollars, and then the, the sleeves, the wigs, all those things, and yeah. not just women need some some things that men need as well when they're going through various cancers. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the program, and of course, the health, um, our health and wellness. We do right now. We just finished a drop ten challenge, <laughs> okay, and um, you know, so we do that with our health and wellness coach. And uh, mental health is really big for me. Obviously, my background is in event planning, but also social work. I have my master's in, in social work. Okay. So that's my mm-hmm. background, therapeutic services. So the mental health piece of the pie, I feel like often gets missing 
that self-care piece. And Mm -hmm. I saw, that's when I, when I said my mom, this is my first time really seeing her vulnerable. I had never, ever, ever heard my mama cry. Ever heard my mom cry. And my, and I was in graduate school when this happened. Okay. So I never heard my mama cry until this. Okay. I had never heard her cry. And I remember when I came home, I was sitting on the couch and I can hear her cry. Mm. I've never heard her cry before. And because people got to remember when people go through cancer, other life challenges still happen. You know, real cancer still call. All Mm -hmm. that stuff still happens. Don't nothing change. You know, so and we were going through various situations at the time, and it became a lot. It was it was a whole lot. So you know, I really wanted the organization to have some focus on the mental health side, not just the physical side, but the mental health side. Because you know, the way we think about survivorship, the way we think about our lives, is it is it really dictates our our journey. So that's really big for us. That is awesome. I just love to hear when people take life experiences and. Mm-hmm. They um they turn it into something positive. You know, like you said, it was a shock. You didn't want to believe that, you know, mm-hmm. she had cancer. And she like, listen, baby, like, this is what's going on right now. And like you said, yeah. you gave the disease all the glory. Like, you were oh, trying, to, trying to, you were doing everything. And you and, and you forgot about mommy. And, yeah. you know, like, she's still, like you said, when life happens like that, everything is still going on. Like, nothing mm-hmm. pauses. It doesn't stop. You know, mm-hmm. everything still goes on. And that, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's why I wrote my book. Like, it's not about bossing up in business. We have to boss <laughs> up in life. Like, we have like, so many life experiences that we have to make executive decisions mm-hmm. in order to move to the next step. We, we right. just have to do it. We have to do it. And I'm just so glad we have individuals like you that saw that there was a need. And, you know, you took that and you ran with it and you've been doing it since. And I'm sure yeah. your mom and, and, and community members and those who, you know, participate in the gala and go to the conference and get the self-care kit, I'm sure they're very appreciative for everything yeah. that you do. I'm sure they are. Yeah, we have ambassadors. Some of them are still going through the fight. This is how okay. I know that, you know, this is a, this is a, this organization is not me, you know, it's, it's not me. Mm-hmm. This is all God. And, you know, even with sometimes it can be very difficult with the organization. And, you know, this is how, you know, when you build in something, this is how it works. But when I when I look at it and I see that we have ambassadors, some by which are still physically going through the fight, but, you know, doing what they can and asking me how, cause this is a way for them to step outside of that cancer for them yeah. and mm-hmm. do other things, you know, I, I just Immediately thank God yet again because he positioned me and positioned my mind to think outside mm. of myself, okay, yeah. to think outside of what Teresa wants and think more. And that's why I said purpose is more more than about you because he positioned me to to develop something where we're not only celebrating, but we're giving people who may be fighting the fight another piece of their purpose. You know, because yeah. some people don't mm-hmm. understand, you know, they, they ask the question, why me? Of course, we probably all, if we got that diagnosis, want to know why me. I had my first right. mammogram the other day. That was probably the most scariest appointment I've ever I believe had it. in my life. Mm-hmm. My aunt passed away in March. She passed away March 5th. Wow. So next month will be a full year. My aunt and I were very close, mm-hmm. and it was she loved this organization, not just because right. of we, what we do with the gala and all that. Like, she used to call me and tell me things. Lord, I'm about to cry. Mm. 
But she used to call me and tell me things that I should do and things that she liked that was outside of the cancer. Like, you know, she used to love to get her nails done. Yeah. So, you know, we, we talked about things that we could do within the organization with, you know, people, you know, just having beauty days. Because I, I do this yeah. day of celebration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, hold on. This okay. Jesus. You know, you yeah. never get over, um, you never get over a loss regardless of what that loss is from. Mm-hmm. So when I went into like my mammogram, my first mammogram, and I've been doing this for a while, but I've been afraid to go and try and right. ask questions, mm-hmm. even though I promote this and I push yeah. it. And I, I told myself my health, my health and wellness coordinator and I, we talked and I told her, I said, you know, I have to, I, 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 I push people, I celebrate people. We talk about health and wellness and all this stuff all the time and making sure you, you know, preventative measures and all that. But am I right. doing that? Am I doing it myself or am I allowing fear to stop me from knowing what's going on within my body? Right. So I did it for the first time, which was the scariest thing ever. And before I walked in, I can't do that. Before I walked in, I can hear my Aunt Margaret talking to me. Like, girl, you know you got this. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. that's how we talk to each other. Like, girl, girl, you gone in there. Like, that's how she she talked to me. And um, so I did it. And thankfully, thankfully, you know, you know, I got, you know, good results back but that was the scariest thing ever and all I could think of is like I have to keep pushing for yeah I have to keep pushing I I just gotta keep doing it and um make this thing what it is for the people yeah. you know for the people so I just say all of that to say is that you know this organization for me is just bigger than you know that 501c3 status it's bigger right. than doing a gala and, you know, all of that. Everybody that's a part of this organization, they all been affected in some way, whether it be that they themselves dealt with cancer themselves or they were a caregiver or they worked with someone. Right. And it's just amazing to watch everybody work together for the purpose mm-hmm. of celebrating and supporting others. Yes, yes. I love it. I love I it. It's okay. It's okay. This is what this platform is about. That's what it's all about. We have to be able to be transparent and be authentic and know that just because, you know, we have some good stuff going on, it's other stuff going on too. We have inner inner battles. We have to address the inner elephant. It's not always the elephant that's in the room. We might be the elephant, you know? So. <laughs> so we have to, you know, we have to make sure that people understand. Like we're all still human at the end of the day, right? Exactly. We're all still human. And exactly. you mentioned um, practicing self love and self care. So yeah. you know, even though I know you promote self love, self care with the campaign, but how do you practice self love and self care for yourself? Yeah, yeah, that's a very good question because I do so much, honey. Oh my goodness, you know. <laughs> You know, I I, I do a lot because outside of Charge Up Campaign, you know, I have an event production company, event planning production company. Um, I have something called Event Therapy where we support those who are in the event industry with self-care, with self-love, all those things. Wow. So that's a great question when you're talking about me. So everything that I do, honestly, it really does uh, project the love and my purpose of supporting other people, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So even with event planning, okay, creating a, an event. But to me, it has to have a purpose to it. 
It can't be. Exactly. I'm just doing, a, I'm just doing a, a, a gala just because of what was we, what we're doing it for. What we're sending this money for. Right. I want these people to leave with something directly touching their heart or their mind. They learn. They learn something. You know. So for me, in regards to self care, I really am learning better as I teach. I'm learning more of balance because I have so much going on. So the way right. I'm doing that is like in the morning times when I wake up, I have put in this thing where I have to do at least at minimum five minutes of meditation before before I put pick up this good phone. Because mm-hmm. once we pick up our phone, we start scrolling, we look at our calendar, we t- we start doing all types of stuff that turns into all types of stuff, which turns into all types of stuff. And then you look at it, you on three hours of playing with nothing. <laughs> doing nothing. You just did nothing. <laughs> Your mind is still stuck in somebody mm-hmm. else's life, and you haven't even got yourself together. So for me, I have really stepped my game up with that meditation in the morning times, as long as I wake up to um, really, you know, charge myself up, if you right. will. The other thing is I love the water. I love the beach. So for this year, you know, I had this whole thing of this is 2020 and beyond. Everybody keeps saying 2020 vision. I'm like, yeah, this is 2020, but it's beyond this year, honey. So right. I know things that support me, such as the water. I love going to the beach. So I've already scheduled my, you know, my beach time and my water time. Yes. I just need to be there because those things, types of things allow me to just chill out and relax, especially being yeah. I have so much going on. Let's see, the, the, in regards to self-love, so when I was younger, my mom used to make me, oh, God, I was so embarrassed back then. Back then. I'm not embarrassed now. <laughs> but she, she made me stand up in front of church and, and, um, and share this poem, I Am Somebody. Now, I don't okay. remember the full the full poem anymore, but I remember those three words, I am somebody, and I say that daily to myself because sometimes, I don't care who you are, you could be Beyonce, I don't care what people say, you could be Beyonce, you go through mental things, you go through challenges yeah. where you maybe second-guess yourself or you mm-hmm. ask questions over and over, even though God has already presented it to you, you ask questions about it. And so for me, when I start feeling challenged, like, oh man, am I able to make this happen or what's going on? I start tell myself, of course you can. Because you're somebody, honey. And when you're somebody, you can do all things through Christ, period. Yes. So mm-hmm. I, that's how I'm promoting. So, you know, anytime I get in, I'm human. So I, I get those moments and I have to do that. And I have to tell myself who I am and who yeah. I am. And you, when you start learning, when you learn your purpose and you identify who you are, that self-love thing becomes easier and easier and easier, you know, to that's to to feel, to feel. And same thing with self-care. When you now identify who you who you are and you're you you're walking in your purpose, even if it's on the sideline of your purpose, but you're walking in it, you mm-hmm. start understanding the importance of self care. Like, yeah, I need to take some vitamins. <laughs> yes, I need <laughs> I need to go to sleep. Which for me, with sleep, we have a love hate relationship, so I'm building mm-hmm. on that. You know, yeah. so things like that. I like to be real. Like, you know, I teach these mm-hmm. things. And, and, and because, because I still see mental health clients, I teach them a lot of things. And then I walk out, I debrief myself on what we just talked yeah. about. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, now what did you just tell her? Are you doing this for yourself? Oh, you might want to implement what you just said. So I'm like, write right. it down. Like, this mm-hmm. is what I said with her. This is, the, this is the activity I gave her. I need to do that activity as well. So that's, yeah. that's me. That's my journey of self-care. It's not always perfect. Um, and also right. self-love. That, that's what I do because I promote it to my mental health clients in the social work, you know, field. I yeah. promote it and talk about it and charge up and event therapy. So I got to make sure I'm doing these things for myself as well. That's right. That's absolutely right. 
Mm-hmm. So let's put you in the mindset of young Sharetha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you can give your younger self a piece of advice, what would you tell her? <sighs> Just live. I tell her to live. I would tell her to live because Teresa was one of those people that trying to get all the details and like, oh, I can't do this until this. I can't do this until that. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. that person. I'm, I'm that person. Like, very um, analytical. Like, just got to think about every single thing. I mean, you want to think about it, but don't think so hard that you don't ever do it. You know? Yeah. So I would tell myself, just, just live, live. Just do it. Live, do it. It's okay. If you mess up, it's okay. You know, I was always afraid that, you know, a bill credit gonna call me. I don't want that Mm -hmm. to happen. You know, I'm I'm always afraid (laughs) you know, afraid of things like that. Any anything, just being I was I was so afraid and just fearful of life challenges because I saw so many life challenges and I didn't wanna be I didn't wanna deal with that stuff. So it it stumps my my ability to just do things. You know, right now, like, I always wanted to move. I always wanted to go to California and move out there and, you know, pursue the this particular part of the dream and do this and do mm-hmm. that. And I didn't because I didn't have the detail. You know, I, di- I didn't have it all together in my mind. I didn't have it all together. I just didn't. Wow. I, I was just not having it all together. And I'm learning now as an grown adult that the details come with the journey, sweetie. So that's oh, yeah. what I tell myself. The details come with the journey. You might think you have it all together before you go and move or before you go and do this, but when you get there, you realize that those details weren't even the details that go with it. Go with it. So right. you don't practice and wait for you know to get all this stuff together that you're not even utilizing because the real details come with the actual journey. Mm. That's what I would tell my younger self is simply to live because the details come with the journey. Yes, I love it. I love it. So what is one resource? that you use every day mm-hmm. in your life or in your business that you cannot live without? Uh, one resource that I live, uh, you mean like any resource, so it like can a be, gadget? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can be a gadget, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so uh, my notes on my phone and <laughs> mm-hmm. my journal, in my journal. You know, uh, I'm a, I like the notes on the phone. I do that only when I'm, I'm out and about, but typically mm-hmm. I have to have a notebook. I'm a pen to paper girl and it's like I cannot live without having a, like a, a simple good old tablet from a one subject, three subject, whatever, a good old yep. tablet. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. to have it with a pen because when you have um, various things, and I, I'm a visionary. When I drive, yeah. that's when I come up with ideas. Since the charge up came up when I was driving to Columbus, Georgia, you know. So when I drive, that's when my my ideas come. So I have to hurt and maybe say it in my phone. But as soon as I stop at that gas station or wherever, I have to write it down. So I cannot right. live without pen and paper to get things done and to do my to-do list and check things off. Of course, I got mm-hmm. a little Microsoft to-do thing on my phone, but having yep. a pen and paper, it's something about it's something about a highlighter, an ink pen, and a yes. for me. It's I'm something about nice. that. I don't know if it's the old school in me or what, <laughs> but there's something about because I remember colors. That's how I used to study in college. I, mm-hmm. I, I remember colors. Like, okay, oh. He did this in 1865. I'm gonna put that in pink. So when I so when yeah. I see the question, I remember in 1865 he did this. Okay, it was in pink. Boom. Answer got the answer. So it's something for yeah. me about colors and ink pens and, and paper that I cannot live by uh, live without to 
you know, for my business and for my personal life because I got a lot going right. on. Right. I mean, so that's that for me. Yes, that's me too. Somebody is yeah. like, would you just be digital? Everything needs to be digital. I'm like, well, what yeah. if it's when the digital crashes? What you want to do then? That part, I cannot. I love a good notebook. I have a 50 trillion notebook. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. I got 50 mm-hmm. trillion notebooks. And I always give them out. They usually are custom, but I usually give them out, like, when I do, like, my conferences and stuff. I always mm-hmm. put them in the swag bags and yep. have pins that go with them. I love a good notebook, okay? I keep one on my bed, so if I wake up in the middle of the night and I got an idea or I get mm-hmm. something, I have to write it down. I have to write it down right away because yep. I'll lose it. Yep. Now, I'll lose it. It might come back right. three months later, but I'll lose it. <laughs> so I have to write it down. I keep, it, I keep a notebook on my bed. Yes, at all times, right? At all times, got to. <laughs> on the passenger seat, the passenger seat got a notebook. Like I have, I keep a notebook <laughs> out outside of my book bag. I do because I know, I know me. I know my brain is, honey. My brain just be all over the place. I be coming up with stuff. I'm Girl. gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. But I need to write Girl. it down. It's in the parking so lot. Bad. Sometimes I even have to take my phone with me into the bathroom because I mm-hmm. come up with ideas in there. So I'm like, oh my gosh, if I don't, you know, type this in this notepad right now, I'm going to forget. <laughs> And I don't want to forget. And I don't want to forget. Exactly. Yep. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I tell, tell people you. all the time that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's And the crazy thing, too, my, some of my team members will tell you. <laughs> so if I got to tell them something, mm-hmm. I will go ahead and schedule the text. Okay, because if it's in the middle mm. of the night, I'm not going to text them at 10, at 10 p.m. Or, right. or some of them I will, but I'm not going to text them at like midnight or whatever. So mm-hmm. I had to, I would schedule that text message to them for like 10 o'clock that morning or 11 o'clock. Right. And now I have to make sure it has the details in it, um, in the text because if I text them, give me a call tomorrow because, or whatever, they call me and mm-hmm. saying, I forgot what it was. Why? Right. About you know, so you see, if it's not in my notebook, or if I didn't text them the details of it, you know, I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta keep something. I gotta keep something. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you tell our listeners about any, you know, upcoming projects or events that you may have? Yes, of course. So, again, I would just say thank you so much for 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 having me on um, this yeah. one. But we have a, some amazing projects that are coming up with the Charge Up campaign. Of course, we just finished our Drop 10 Challenge. Valentine's Day is coming, and so we're doing um, Valentine's Day baskets. Um, okay. you know, as a fundraiser for the organization. We have a partnership as well with Sephora. So we have okay. an event with them on Valentine's night as well. So it's from six to eight thirty where okay. um cancer survivors are coming in to, you know, get makeovers and, and have a class of confidence. We do this with okay. um, Sephora every I think once a quarter we do it with them. So that's mm-hmm. coming up. We have, we have, this is so fun. We have an event um, called Baby Dolls Against Cancer. So I want everybody to hear this violence there. It's called Baby Dolls Against Cancer. And this is our third time doing it with a celebrity photographer here in Atlanta. And you come, okay. you dress however you want to dress. You can be in baby doll attire. Or people come and have fun. Kids come. And you, it's a photo shoot. It's a fun photo shoot. And then we, we, um, we support two cancer patients. And okay. we provide them that day of this makeover and baby doll outfit you know just have a good time oh, that's so that's on, yes it's on april 18th so we're really excited about that um it's a fundraiser for the organization but it's a way really for us to come together in the community and just have a good time and it's less about the cancer and more about celebration just just having a good time outside of it. right so that's april 18th 
and everybody is welcome to come to that. And lastly, for I guess this half of the year is, of course, our Pink Champagne Gala. Our gala okay. is going to be June 6th. So it's June okay. 6th and, um, in Atlanta at the Marriott. And it's going to be amazing. It's a casino style this year. Um, okay. I wanted to have, like, I wanted to do something a little bit different this year. So, you know, I want people to come in and, you know, with your, your little outfits and stuff and play little games. But we honor uh, cancer Survivor of the Year, Oncologist of the Year, Caregiver of the Year, and others who in the community have just been doing great things. We even honor other nonprofits because I tell awesome. people all the time. I get that question. Why do you support nonprofits? Aren't you a nonprofit? You're following one, two, three. I'm like, and? Yes, mm-hmm. we are. But I have this one organization that she says this all the time. We're stronger together. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're right. We are stronger together. So why not support one another in exactly. various ways? So mm-hmm. that's on June 6th. It's called a Pink Champagne Gala. Um, everybody is welcome to come to that, that fun time, that night of celebration, of networking. And just we have an amazing time every year. And I, I just see us having an even more um, amazing time this year. That feels like fun. Count me in. I'm coming. Girl, it is fun. I'm <laughs> it's coming. Fun. I am coming. Yes. So how can our um, listeners find you on social media? Yeah, so I'm all over social media. So um, for Instagram, I'm more so in there. Uh, we're Charge Up Campaign. Um, my personal is I am Teresa. So I am Teresa, C-H-A-R-E-S-S-A. And from there, you will see all my other brands, including Event Therapy Network. And my event business, but Charge Up Campaign has its own Instagram page. On Facebook page, it's called Charge Up Campaign as well. And then Twitter, where's Charge Up Camp. So okay. for some reason, they wouldn't let me put the rest of the letters. So but anyway. they would let you be great, right? <laughs> <laughs> they would let me be great. So it's Charge Up Camp on Twitter, but everywhere else, we're Charge Up Campaign. So you could definitely, you know, find us there. And of course, we got our website, chargeupcampaign.com. Okay, awesome, awesome. Now, before we go, can you give our listeners one piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but in life? One piece of advice to bossing up, um, know yourself. Mm. Period. Know yourself. Know your worth. Take care of yourself along the way. Know that all things are possible. Know your, When you know yourself and you know who you are, all that other stuff that comes with being a businesswoman, business leader, or just, just being, period, mm-hmm. those things will get much, much easier. Yes. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad to have had you on this episode of Purposely Boston. Thank you. It was just a pleasure. I hope everyone was, you know, writing down gems that you were dropping, <laughs> enjoying that moment when you were vulnerable, you know, yes. and you had your moment on here. And we've been having that more uh, frequently now, which I'm glad I'm able to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what success to me looks like, you know, when you can embrace the ups and you can embrace the downs. And yes. I just hope right. everyone, you know, um, finds a way to make their way to anything that is related to the um the actual campaign itself. If you're in Atlanta, please go out to these events. She's doing some amazing stuff. You know, follow her on social media. But mm-hmm. it was just a pleasure to have you on here. And with that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. 
continue to keep bossing up with purpose.